Hey everyone, Michael Anthony here. Van Halen, Chickenfoot, Sammy in the Circle. But anyway, you're listening to the only podcast that is dedicated to breaking down the entire Van Halen catalog one track at a time. And the podcast will rock. Ow! Hello, baby! Welcome, all you rockers, rockettes, and everything in between. You have joined us for a new edition of And the Podcast Will Rock. We are the show that dives into the catalog and discography of one of the greatest rock and roll bands of all time, Van Halen. One track at a time, you know the drill if you're joining us again. If you're joining us for the first time, welcome. Hello. Hope you're entertained. I am one of your co-hosts, Mark Kamire. With me, as always, Corey Morissette. Corey uh how you feeling oh i'm feeling pretty gosh darn good mark we got a big event coming up uh november 5th i just uh edited up a little teaser for it we're gonna put it on our new youtube page so go ahead and go on youtube search and the podcast will rock and you'll see that little teaser and uh yeah episodes 51 and 52 kicking off season two of and the podcast will rock will be live saturday november 5th uh we have a ton of uh, special guests uh by all means, uh, you know, watch the watch the show live. You can comment. We can bring your comments live. Uh, maybe we'll even grab one or two people uh, just from the chat room uh, and bring them into the show as well. We're only allowed like ten people on screen, so we can have to kind of limit it. And uh, so far, I've got like five or six guests lined up. So <laughs> uh, there may not be a, a, a ton of room, but uh, anybody who comments, you know, we'll, we'll bring the comments and we'll talk about them. And we're going to do two wheel spins. Episodes fifty one and fifty two will be done live that night. I'm really looking forward to that. Awesome. Awesome. Be, yeah. Be on the lookout for that. You guys, uh, we will t- talk more about it at, uh, later on in the show. I'm sure just to give you a reminder, but, uh, on top of that, that's, that's some good news. Two seasons, Corey, could you have imagined that we would still be doing this, uh, con- on a consistent level anyway? Um, so many, uh, days back, uh, almost a full year ago. Could you imagine we're still doing this? No, I figured you would have bailed on me like two weeks in. Uh, <laughs> but well, uh, yeah, yeah, it, yeah, no, you know, well, you got so much going on in your life. I'm, I'm the, I'm the boring one. You know, ah. I, if I'm not podcasting, I'm just sleeping uh, at this point. So uh, <laughs> that is true. That's the thing. Like, I, I would have imagined you would have bailed because you keep yourself so busy doing every podcast ever. Um, <laughs> and when you're not doing them, you're listening to them. So you know, <laughs> and you're a family man, busy guy. Uh, the Morissette. So yeah, don't fret not for me i'm just kind of hanging out enjoying the ride so i was gonna ride this train as long as we possibly could uh and as long as people kept wanting to hear us talk about van halen uh which seems like based on the numbers based on the guests we've had and based on what we have coming up uh you guys seemingly enjoy it and i appreciate you Corey appreciates you everybody over here at podcast will rock appreciates you uh, just as we appreciate Van Halen. Speaking of, that's who we always are here to talk about. What's going on in Van Halen news, Corey? Well, I tell you what, we've got a few things. Uh, if you head over to the uh, Van Halen news desk, um, there, there's quite a few. There's a new video by Sammy in the Circle uh, called Father Time, a nice uh, uh, slow tempo ballady type of introspective song uh, from Sammy Hagar, which I, I enjoyed very much. I thought that was very good. Yeah, perfect for him. Uh, we're getting all the updates 
on uh, Mammoth uh, uh, Mammoth 2, if you will. Uh, Wolfie keeps putting out stuff. And the latest one came uh, just uh, four days ago. And it was a picture of Eddie's uh, beat-up old Gibson SG uh, that he used to record the uh, the slide on uh, Dirty Movies from Fair Warning on. And uh, it's a great picture. And uh, Wolf even tells a story about how the lower horn of the SG kept getting in Eddie's way, so he just sawed it off, uh, which is a very Eddie Van Halen thing to do. But uh, Wolfie's going to be using that guitar and lots of his dad's guitars on Mammoth too. So that's that's something to look forward to. It's going to have uh, a special touch, a little extra flavor of the Van Halen-ness. Um, I mean, it already did with uh with i mean with wolfie at the helm it's in the family it's in the blood but now him using sort of uh uh eddie's instruments actually using kind of a rock history memorabilia on this album i i don't know it just it feels like there he's putting a lot of uh magic and power into this album and i for one am very excited to hear what he comes up with uh he's hard at work so wolfie we salute you keep doing your thing absolutely um, there's going to be a new uh, Sammy Hagar centric podcast out there, Mark, which uh, you especially will probably oh, want to check out. Uh, of course, we uh, we, uh, we have uh, the DLR cast, uh, the, the David Lee Roth specific one. We had the boys from that show on; they did a fantastic yes. job. But now we have a a new fan podcast called the Bogus Oda Show, Nine Degrees of Sammy Hagar podcast, which they're talking everything uh, Sammy, uh, Chicken Foot, Sammy in the Circle, Montrose uh, solo stuff, you name it. Uh, that's going to be coming out soon. So uh, we're 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 you know, it's kind of nice. You know, we've got DLR centric podcast, and we got a Sammy centric podcast, and we're kind of right up the middle. We love we love it all. So, uh, just want to welcome them to the fold, and I can't wait to check out their show. Wonderful, that is awesome. Bogus Otis show, check that out. We'll be checking it out. Um, it's interesting. Uh, Corey keeps trying to get me to review the uh, solo albums, as it were. Once we finally make our way through the Van Halen catalog, and I'm warming up to the idea, but now. Now that we have another show that's dedicated to uh, to the Sammy era, I don't know. We might we might have some real competition though to to have to deal with. Um, but who knows? Maybe not. Maybe it's all love, and maybe it's all uh, going to be good. And we may still go ahead and do that anyway. Depends on you guys. Do you want to hear us do it? Then let us know. You're very active on Twitter, so be proactive and let us know. That's right. And speaking of let us know, I, I wanted to bring this up on the Van Halen News Desk. Our good buddy, Eric Senich, who may or may not be one of the special guests on the live show. There's a little bit of a tease for you. Uh, he put up a poll and he wants to know what the uh, everybody's favorite song is from Best of Volume 1. I know, Mark, that was kind of your intro to Van Halen way back in the day. Uh, it had two new tracks on it, Me Wise Magic and Can't Get This Stuff No More. I got the poll up right here, Mark. I thought officially we would put in and the podcast will rocks vote um okay. so let's start with you if you had to pick between those two songs which would be your favorite off of best of volume one i'll be honest with you these two songs are not my favorites of this album <laughs> well know, obviously, I mean, obviously it's the best of <laughs> yeah it's the best of so well, like, i like and, running and, with the devil better well yeah obviously. They, all, they also <laughs> uh they put these tracks like at the end of the album too so it's just it's at that point you go in like well, I already made my way through the hits, and like I, I guess there, I'll listen to the the leftovers here. But that being said, they're still good songs, so don't think I'm knocking them. I'm gonna have to go with "Can't Get This Stuff No More." Well, see, and now we're split because I'm 100. Uh, you went me wise magic. I, knew, I love that I track. Knew, yeah, I, I knew you've mentioned it before. So we uh, did it on the show. Right. We did do it on the show. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm just gonna have to, yeah. 
at at this given moment, if I have to choose between the two, it's uh can't get this stuff no more for me. All right. So, well, we got to come to an accord because we'll get we one. We do. Vote. We do. Okay. All right. Well, give me your best sales pitch for me's me wise magic. Not only does it have one of the best Eddie riffs of the modern Van Halen era, uh, Dave is in his wheelhouse, sounding great, and it's that high harmony with Mike Anthony that makes Van Halen so special on the "Do You Believe" in the chorus, and then. David comes in with his low key. Don't you trust me? We went me wise magic. Great lyrically. The production is top notch. Alex uh, is a real standout on this one, but I like just that heavy kind of Van Halen sound. Uh, to me, it's, it's one of their better tracks uh, of their modern era. You know, you might have convinced me a little because now I'm, I'm like re listening to it in my head. And okay, by a nose. You're right. All right. It's been edged out. So I'm going to get, cause I mean, like I'm not super, super hype on can't get this stuff. I just thought maybe I enjoyed it a little bit more, but the more I think about it and the more you've convinced me, yes, we vote me wise magic. There you are. Excellent. And it looks uh, okay. like we're not alone. <laughs> we're not alone out of 1300 responses. Me wise magic now in the lead. 74% uh, can't get this stuff no more at 26%. So uh can't get this stuff tomorrow's a good song uh i just yeah, thought it was yeah. a little bit uh, it wasn't quite as good as me wise magic so there you go our official vote is in on eric's poll uh me wise magic running away with it but speaking of polls uh mark mm-hmm. kamire we ran one on last week's song on the tom armbruster show that had the uh, the armbruster bump if you will uh the poll did very very well we got a lot of comments on it uh what do you say you want to start uh, reading through them I will, uh, but just d- right at the top, over 106 votes. Thank you all. And uh, y- the the results are in. 81.1% of you definitely agreed she's the woman or what dreams are made of. Uh, 189 almost right at 19%, the dream is over. So, honestly, it this they, they ran, ran away with it on this one. I was kind of thinking it might be a little bit more split. Boy, was I wrong because this was this was pretty much very nearly unanimous but uh just going by uh what everyone is saying about it uh and i'm and i apologize that these are like way out of order i'm just reading to reading them as they are uh, presented to me from scott monroe my favorite track on the album classic smash and grab van halen sound with the return of high harmonies in the chorus and an explosive solo david lee roth is in his every man beat poet mode and it puts a smile on my face Mine too. Thank you. So That's a very good there comment. There you go. Yes. Uh, and there were uh, there were added uh, uh, comments on that one as well, but I'm just going to make my way through. Uh, Rihanna at, or at Ray thirty uh, eight. Love that song. So that very simply simply put, uh, Josh says the music hits, lyrics kind of sorta. Just my opinion, and my opinion has never paid anyone's bills. So very practical, this Josh. Thank you, Josh. It's never paid my bills either. <laughs> yeah, no, it's certainly, if my opinions paid my bills, like, oh my God, you guys, I would be just living large uh, as it is. I do not. So, <laughs> you know, do the math. Uh, Will Leonard uh, says, I like it, but it's better in 1976 with the Brown sound. Mean Street Breakdown, Michael Anthony, etc. Uh, I don't know if I disagree with that. What do you What do you think about that? A lot of people have been pointing out the uh, uh, the the demo or the uh, earlier version that came out. Obviously, David sounds a lot better on that one, but uh, I kind of prefer the more polished uh, version mm-hmm. on uh, a different kind of truth. But uh, 
Uh, I've listened to the bootleg a, a hundred times. It, it, it's a great version as well. And and I, I find it kind of odd. You know, we had some people who much preferred uh, the 78 version and, and a couple of people who really preferred the 2012 version. So again, Van Halen fandom is kind of split. Yeah. Um, I mean, we could get into a whole thing about uh, production quality versus, you know, remaster, but whatever. But it's cool. Don't disagree with the the, the comment. Uh, our buddies at the Deep Purple podcast, uh, uh, the BooCast, as they're calling themselves right now, <laughs> super solid track. Can't imagine being a Van Halen fan and not being happy with this. Most bands would be happy to have such a solid effort in their later days. Again, you're not wrong. You're absolutely not wrong. So uh, thank you, guys. Uh, False Premise says, my only complaint with a different kind of truth is that it has rendered my collection of bootleg Van Halen demos <laughs> obsolete. This version of She's the Woman is just so much better. So there you go. You have one yep. right there. Uh, um, David Lee or Davy Lee Smith says the brown sound, a fast chunky riff, and uh, Al going to town like a double decker bus on that hi hat. Classic Dave poetry in motion. I miss Mikey, but Wolfie was the one who spearheaded a different kind of truth. Love everything about this song. Indeed, what dreams are made of. Well, there you go. Very, I, I, I like that answer. I like that answer a lot. Davey's uh, great. He always, he always has fantastic comments and really absolutely. well thought out and well said. Yeah. We appreciate you, Davey. Uh, Kyle Anderson says, definitely what dreams are made of. As for, quote, night and shining pickup truck, unquote. Corey is correct. Sorry, yes. Mark. I'll take that. I'll take that over <laughs> cream in my coffee or lunch pail any day and twice on Sundays. That just seems like an excessive amount, but you do you. You do you, <laughs> Kyle. Kyle also says, also, I am familiar with the original demo. Really cool. That original version of She's the Woman had the bridge of Mean Street and the bridge of that song. That's right. Uh, good observation there. So um, good on you, Kyle. Um, but I'm still going to stick with my guns and not know what the hell night and shining pickup truck means. <laughs> um, maybe you can explain it one day. Greg Zito, our buddy Greg says, fellas, entertaining show with Tom Wolf said it that uh, Wolf said that he wanted she's the woman to be the lead single for a different kind of truth, but he was overruled and tattoo was used instead. I think she's the woman would have been the better choice. Do you agree with that statement? hundred percent. And I really like tattoo, but uh, I've always thought that she's the woman I thought was the superior song and, and should have been the, uh, the lead off single. And uh, he got a lot of likes on that one. And our buddy Gene Hickey said uh, what he said. Yep. So, you know, there you are. Uh, Michael Green, fan favorite here. Michael Green says, <laughs> absolutely love this song. Maybe in my top 10 of Van Halen. Intro is killer. Stellar vocals. Eddie and Alex are crushing it. Wolf doing his thing. I don't care about lyrics. If I like the music and vocals, I like the song. Well, there you go. Good on you, but sometimes you should care about it. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, you, you don't care about lyrics until you do, until a song comes around like up for breakfast and then everybody's the lyric. <laughs> so, you know, what, whatever. <laughs> Gene also agreed what he said too. Dare Erz said, Still so glad that Van Halen managed to release a different kind of truth late in their career. Not all of the songs on the record succeed in bringing the early days of Van Halen's spirit to life, but She's the Woman surely does. I think I would agree with that statement as well. Absolutely. Uh, Chaz Mataz. Uh, uh, I like this dude. Uh, he said, <laughs> I literally cried with joy on first listen. The boys were back and better than ever. Remember, 
Ed would go back into his archive their entire career. Many Hagar-era mega-hits were born when Roth was in the band. Empowered Woman versus Lunch Pail. Is this an apology after all? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. No, and, and Chaz had another comment on here I just want to go through real quick. He says, lyrics, yeah, yeah. Dave's poor man fantasy, living in cars, suburban garage atois equals middle-class booty call, theme you see again in Tattoo. For all the chicks he banged through mid-America, all grown up now with teenage girls of age, to get their own backstage patches, he don't discriminate. No, he don't discriminate at all. Um, Chaz also listened to the episode twice because he felt it was so good. So thank you, Chaz. Thank we you. appreciate yes. you. He says, Chaz he says is awesome. we're killing it. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll take your word for it because I appreciate it. So thank you there. Uh, Matt Lacasse, or Lacasse, or how, I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing, at Scared oh. Hippie. <laughs> <laughs> says uh david lee roth has me at i want to be your knight in shining pickup truck with a chevy for my summer home let's get the party started it's looking like the city toad my other apartment sammy hagar doesn't have that level of creativity in him he just doesn't this is a 10 out of 10 well i'm, I'm glad you like the song and holy shit are you absolutely wrong with that statement but it's fine <laughs> we, we appreciate your contribution you know what matt's gonna be on the show uh coming up here uh in november so you'll have a chance to yeah, well, you know, tell him to his face yeah <laughs> yeah first i'll uh you know i'll learn to pronounce your name correctly because being someone who has had that problem for his entire <laughs> life i get it and then i'm gonna tell you about like wow let me just give you a list of all the things you're wrong about that statement but it's fine uh all all made in just in love airhead three our buddy airhead says Yay. great song one of the best on a different kind of truth the intro's groove harkens back to mean streets funk and all three van halens are getting are are, are gelling like crazy i'm in the cory morissette camp on the lyrics but the music is so good the lyrics could be dave's grocery list and it would still be fire That's actually true. i would love to hear a, a, van, a dave uh, grocery list song and another one in my camp. Ice. I love it. Yeah, it would just be all ice cream flavors, but that's fine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Rock Roulette Podcast says, A different kind of truth is a hidden gem. Lots of good stuff, even if a bunch of it is reworked. Eddie did that a lot. Right Now was written in 1983 and used on Foreign Lawful Carnal Knowledge in 91. I'm glad this is the last Van Halen record and not Van Halen 3. Uh, I think we would all agree with that, except for Michael Green, who has an unnatural love for Van Halen 3, but you do you, buddy. Uh, we, <laughs> uh, apology, apologies to Gary once again. Um, Jonathan P. Todd said, I, I'm not sure Ed was healthy enough to write a bunch of new material, and his writing may have evolved beyond what Roth could handle. If it sounds good, it is good. Uh, and that was a, a reply to Rock Roulette. But Jonathan P. Todd goes on to say, love this song. As much as I love Ed and Al, I think Wolf really shines on this track and the album. I would have loved to hear the incarnation of Van Halen write, hear this incarnation of Van Halen write more new music. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would too. Um, maybe uh, it, I think I would have been more inclined if, if uh, Sammy had been back with them, but I don't think that was ever gonna, gonna happen. So yeah, what do you, what do you do? Um, but Again, don't hate Roth on this album. Ray Von Schlageter. Half of the lyrics in this song are really good. Half. The bridge is fantastic. <laughs> All four of them mixing it in. Great lead. Got a real Mean Streets feel to it. 
Here's the demo from 78, and he provides uh, the YouTube demo uh, or the demo via YouTube. Um, a lot of people are mentioning Mean Streets for this one, and I guess, I don't know, I guess I just really didn't think about it until now everyone's putting it into, into perspective. It's really, really interesting. Uh, listen to that demo, and yeah, you definitely get a real Mean Streets uh, vibe to it, for sure. Will do, will do. Brad Gould says, sorry, Mark the Bat, most of the people are in... <laughs> Most of the people are in tennis. Uh, most of the people, I think he's trying to say that most of the people that are in Tennessee are knights in shiny pickup trucks. And he says it's a great line. Uh, I know that I can speak from experience that most dudes in Tennessee think they are knights in a shiny <laughs> pickup trunk. Um, but what they actually are is, I don't know. I don't feel like I can say uh, uh, on this podcast, but you get the idea. It's fine. We'll do a whole separate show about it. uh our friend kevin brown says best track on the album i'd say great riff alex's drums are fucking huge and i actually don't mind dave's silly lyrics in this one corny as shit but they do work his vocal on the on the demo is obviously a million times better but that's david lee roth and age for you uh 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 what what dreams are made of what dream, thank you. What dreams are made of for me? I was about to say, like, what what I haven't seen the acronym. What damo? Uh, what yeah, what damo for me is what he said. And it's but, our acronym. I got you. People use it all the time. Come on, Mark. Get on the well, There you go. See, like I'm I'm way lost. So <laughs> uh, Steve Hunt said, great tune off a killer album. A different kind of truth just shit all over Chicken Foot when it was released. <laughs> well, yeah, because they still had the Van Halen name. And you're not gonna you're not gonna place wagers against a a, a band that has just former members against the actual Van Halen three. I mean, it's just it's right there in front of you. I, don't I know. didn't mind I Chicken like, Foot. No, I'm not saying Chicken Foot was bad. I'm just saying, uh, well, of course, people drove uh, more towards a Van Halen album than a Chicken Foot album because oh, yeah. it's, it's Van Halen. What are you gonna do? Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, there you go. And it's uh, uh, <laughs> I'll just add this uh, in in reply to Steve's uh, tweet. Salty Nuts said, "You got to be kidding me! Chicken Foot's ten times better than that. Nothing against Van Halen, or ten times better than that. Nothing against Van Halen, but David Lee Roth was washed up years and years ago. So shots fired uh, in the <laughs> Salty in the Nuts seat. coming out hot." Salty is correct, but uh, that is everyone's uh, thoughts on She's the Woman. So no uh, no surprise based on the, the, the poll results, but there you go. Yeah, uh, and you mentioned Kevin Brown, a good buddy of ours. Of course, he does the Tom Petty Project. He's been on the show. Got to get him back yes. on the show again. He may be another special guest on our live show. There's another little tease for you, but uh, he's a big number cruncher, and he's actually been calculating uh, based on what we've been spending, what the odds are, from what album we're going to spin from. Uh, so according uh, to his calculations, uh, today we have a higher probability of landing on either Van Halen 1, a Van Halen 1 track, uh, a Four Unlawful Carnal Knowledge track, or a Diver Down track. And Diver Down, we've hardly covered it. We just did Happy Trails. So we're right, more yeah. than more than due for a Diver Down track. But uh, those are the three uh, highest probabilities uh mark Kamire, i gotta ask you uh what are you in the mood for today it's a nice day the sun is out the clouds are gone you know i've just been chilling so i need a good chill tune a good v- 
Van Halen chill tune. You can find quite a bit of those on Van Halen one. So uh, I'm going to say, I want to hear something from Van Halen one. It just seems like the perfect opportunity, the perfect time to do it. Um, would you uh, digress from, or uh, would you diverge from that? Or uh, would you agree? Well, I would have no problem at all with a Van Halen one track. It's been quite a while. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of in a, in, in a mellow kind of mood too. Uh, but I was thinking maybe something off Diver Down because we haven't done that. Mm. Uh, and I, I'm thinking maybe one of the one of the uh, one of the covers. Maybe where have all the good times gone? Ooh, yeah, that would be a good one. So either way, would not be mad uh, at a spin from any one of these uh, any one of these records. I know there's a few off one album that uh, Corey doesn't want to talk about, but uh, we'll get there. <laughs> uh, so I don't know. According to our our numbers guy Kevin Brown, it's there's a high likely chance we might. We might. So. With that out of the way, Corey, uh, are you ready to spin this and see what it is we will be discussing? I am ready. You are ready. Sammy's ready. Let's do it. All right. And we are going to get. Oh, we were so close. So close to Pleasure Dome. But instead, we're going back to OU812 and mine, all mine. I'm not mad at this one, Mark. No, but I am a little bit only because we were so close to Pleasure Dome. I just just for the sheer comedy of it, I really wanted to discuss that. Oh, I, I oh, want to spend that, that one on the live wonderful. show. I want to spend that, that on the live actually, show because yeah. I'm going to have a few whiskeys in me and I'm going to be ready to talk about Pleasure Dome on that one. But th- instead, no, you... we get the lead off track from OU812. We've been hitting uh, OU812 kind of regularly here this last little bit. We kind of have. Uh, wonder what the, I guess that's the wheels way of giving us a break from Van Halen three. And it's like, no, nah, you're gonna do this one now. And it's like, well, it's a good thing we don't hate this album because it's like if we did, if it was a uh, real stinker of an album, this would be a, a difficult show. But uh, it's not. No, it's really not. Uh, we we talk about the production uh, all the time with OU812, mm-hmm. so I don't think we really yeah. need to go into that too much. Uh, but. You know, there, there's some real bangers on this one. And this one kicked off the album. Uh, so, you know, the band obviously thought uh, quite a lot of it. Um, have you spun OU8? Like, aside from the show, uh, in, in kind of your 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 leisure time, if you have it, do you spin a lot of OU812? I, I do, but I'm a creature of habit. And this is uh, this album has a particular track, uh, not the opening track, but the following track that is is kind of near and dear to my heart because it's one of like Sammy's best, in my opinion. Uh, I'm talking about when it's love. So mm-hmm. uh, definitely, if I'm going to listen to this album, I'm going to that one first. So unfortunately, I just tend to just kind of go over mine on mine a lot. Um, I have heard it. It's not one in my regular rotation, unfortunately. That might change after today. Um, but how about yourself? You know what? Um, I don't tend to spin OU812 a ton, mm-hmm. but um, when I'm kind of driving around, I just got my Van Halen. Like I got every song just kind of on shuffle. And uh, this one popped up about a week ago. And I'm like, ooh, I can't wait for this one to kind of come up on the show. A uh, lot better than I remember. I don't want to tip my hand. Obviously, I'm going to be listening to it with right. with fresh ears here and everything. But um, uh, I'm not mad at this pick. And actually, we mentioned uh, we almost did Pleasure Dome. On the other side of it was a Van Halen 3 uh, track, Josephina. So... We certainly got the the, the best uh, out of those three we, uh, uh, possible options. Unless we had, uh, if the wheel had slowed down a little bit more and right under Pleasure Dome was another song from the Fuck album that I am just chomping at the bits to talk about. But uh, we'll, And we'll one we mentioned on here. this show. 
It was one we mentioned we on the show, it. if people want a little hint. But uh, what do you say, Mark? Let's get into Mine All Mine from uh, 1988's OU812. Careful, folks. It's a Sammy tune. All right, so we, we talked about the production of this album quite a bit, but right off the hop, like with the headphones on yeah. and you're listening to everything in stereo, this sounds pretty fucking cool. It does sound cool, uh, but I can understand the uh, there there is a, there's a little bit of the quality that's sort of like lost on me. It could be just because of I'm the way I'm hearing it uh, currently, but uh, I I'm never going to be uh, I'm never going to fight back when people say, uh, well, the recording quality is not so great on this one. I'm like, well all things considered yeah you're right but it's still not bad especially if you got your headphones on yep absolutely Sorry, I know we were just getting right into it, but I just have to say, like that that little section right before Sammy came in sounds like uh, you ever seen that '80s movie? Um, pick one, just pick one. Uh, <laughs> it's it sounds like you'd hear it from a, like uh, some the tension is is rising. It's it's in the '80s. Maybe you see like some shots of a car driving through the city, the oceans in the background, the sunset, and like something something big's about to happen maybe it's like uh maybe you're watching miami vice or something that's what that whole section sort of reminded me of it's just the uh the the calm before the storm in an 80s flick um it, I, I love 80s that song so you know <laughs> yeah and, and when you said pick an 80s song for some reason the first uh, movie that popped in my head was hot dog the movie so i imagine people skiing <laughs> while that keyboard uh part of my own mind was playing and it fit like a glove I mean, sure. I would. I was thinking more of like, uh, like Top Gun ask Beverly Hills Cop, something <laughs> like that. But yeah, go ahead. The, no, it, whatever works. I go right to titty comedies like a Hot Dog the Movie or Up the Creek. Remember that one? Cheap, cheap trick did no, the the, no, the. I do not remember Up the Creek. Actually, <laughs> you got me on that one. <laughs> I don't remember the movie, but I remember Cheap Trick uh, performed the title cut off of Up the Creek. So, <laughs> of course, they did. Look for that on our Cheap Trick podcast coming soon on the Deep Dive Podcast <laughs> Network. <laughs> yes, very 80s, very keyboardy. Uh, obviously, uh, you know, Eddie was kind of steering the band in this direction, and uh, you get a lot of it here in the intro, but uh, things will pick up for you, Mark, especially right around the solo. So. I mean, I'm not complaining. I was just pointing that out, and it made me laugh. <laughs> I'm a child of the 80s. I loved it. <laughs> So uh, what we seem to like to do on this show, and by we, I mean, you know, um, other people on this podcast like to uh, <laughs> take take first verse 
of uh, these Van Halen songs and analyze the lyrics, usually to the uh, chagrin of myself, uh, saying that, uh, oh, l- like, look, listen to this dog shit. Like, as a lyricist, we talk a lot about who's the be- better lyricist, and everyone seems to think it's David. And they, you guys shit all over Sammy all the time. But I want you to listen to this. Oh, forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. I've been through hell and back again. I shook hands with the devil, looked him in the eye, looked like a long lost friend. That's fucking poetry, okay? Like he's he's making a like direct statement, and you know he's not getting too overly. I mean, it is a metaphor, obviously, but I mean that's a good one. That's a really good start. That's a hell of a first verse. So. All of y'all saying that Sammy can't write, fuck off. That's all I'm <laughs> saying. Come on now. I agree 100%. Uh, he's uh, love that uh, first verse. And actually, kind of famously, uh, he was really tortured himself over the lyrics on this one. Like, he really worked hard on them. Uh, this was, I believe, the last uh, song cut uh, for the album because he was so unsure of the, the lyrics. And he goes a little deeper uh, you know, into the lyrics on this one. He rewrote them a ton of times. And uh, I'm, I'm actually, I'm just looking it up real quick. Uh, Sammy actually said, and I quote, it was the first time in my life I ever beat myself up, hurt myself, punished myself, practically threw things through windows, trying to write the lyrics. The tortured writer. I, I, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> Now, I just want to point out what Alex is doing in the background there, right? And he's... Oh, yes, please do. One of the things I love about Alex and his drumming is he kind of have this chaotic, like a like beat with the kick uh, and a, mm-hmm. like a little faster. But uh, on the cymbals, it's just nice and light and airy. Dink, 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 dink. And it's, it's that juxtaposition between what he does on the cymbals and what he does uh, with, with the kick drum and, and the kick snare pattern. Uh, I, I find really fucking cool. That's one of the things that really gravitated me to Alex Van Halen because... Yeah, even on something like the intro for Hot to Teacher, right? Where he's just got the double kicks. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he got ding, ding. And yet, yeah, he's doing so much cool shit on the cymbals. And and this is a great example of that, too. It is a great example of it. Um, I You don't want, uh, you don't want crash and splash constantly, especially if you're just like beating the shit out of your toms and your snare and your kick in this case, like, because then you're just making noise. You're you're just you're just banging on shit to bang on it, um, and that's not me throwing shit at any particular drummer. I'm just saying like you you, you need to have uh, variety and here's the word dynamics. You need to have mm. that. Um, I think one thing we've learned certainly I've learned uh, through this journey is just how dynamic of a drummer Alex really is. I I will keep praising it for as long as we keep doing the show because I came into this thinking. Van Halen, Van Halen's great. I love Van Halen. I've always loved the band, but Alex is not my favorite drummer. I don't think Alex was really that good of a drummer. And boy, have I been proven wrong just from really listening and, you know, hearing the different perspectives about what exactly he is doing. And it's it's, it's amazing. So if you guys are listening to our show whatsoever and you're like, yeah, I know these songs, it's fine. Like, but do you really, really listen to the musicianship going on? Um, certainly for me, Alex has just blown my mind with uh, the things that he's doing so good good catch there Corey. i 100 percent agree my, oh my. Yeah, the 
All right, before we get into the solo, Mark, that's some nice harmonizing. It was. It was almost kind of like, uh, <laughs> Sammy, we get it. You think uh, you think Mike and I can do something real quick? Just, just throw a little something in there, and <laughs> Sammy's like, yeah, I guess if you want. It's like, you know, just a little extra harmonies right here in the back. It's like, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Make it make it quick, though. Like, oh, we'll make it quick, but we'll make it good. Because, um, <laughs> I mean, it's Sammy. You're not going to, like, uh, you can enhance his, his voice all you want with uh, with harmonies. But, I mean, it's Sammy. He really doesn't need the help with it. That being mm -hmm. said, the harmonies here with uh, Michael, and I'm presuming Ed, that's Eddie with him. Uh, yeah, I love that because it's subtle. It, it's not it's not over the top. It's doing exactly what the uh, background flavor is supposed to do. Uh, I really like that a lot. I'm still kind of blown away. I love uh, that there was more to uh, why the lyrics are, why they, like there's a story behind it. I love that you you mentioned it because I've never actually uh, read these lyrics before, clearly, because I'm sort of just coming into it uh, a little bit more fresh. Anytime I've heard the song, I haven't really paid attention to it. These are good, man. Like I'm not going to go for it line after line, but you guys, again... The ones of you that keep saying like Sammy writes hokey lyrics, like I challenge you, read these lyrics, listen to the song, read these lyrics, and you tell me how hokey it is, because it's not. Uh, this uh, if you tell me that Sammy beat himself up to write something really good, I mean, I believe it. But uh, like th these are some superb lyrics, and this is this is uh, something I've been trying to explain to you guys. Like when Sammy wants to write something amazing, he can. Look at this. Two things can be true. Sammy can yes. write really excellent lyrics and Sammy can write really terrible lyrics. And uh, same for we, Dave, though. Same for Dave. We've run the gamut yeah. uh, on both of we them have. on this show, and we're <laughs> going to continue to. Uh, this is a great example of good Sammy. But like I think yes. you said, he's knocking it out of the park, I think, vocally as well. And uh, oh, oh, we got a tasty guitar solo coming up here. I can't wait for you to get your Ooh. comments on this, Mark. Here we go. everything i just wish it was up in the mix a little more i uh, know but holy shit he almost launched into a just a completely different song <laughs> but he <laughs> but he said he stopped himself and he brought it back this is one of those you never uh hear about guitar players I, i've i've talked about this before there are certain riffs that uh uh musicians write that people will take into uh, a music store like a guitar center a sam ash or something and it's like, oh, I want to try out this new guitar. Uh, what should I play to uh, not only just uh, demonstrate my talent because everyone's going to hear me. It's like, let me play this riff. There are certain riffs that are perfect for that and certain riffs you just should never play. Uh, we've talked about that before. This solo never comes up uh, when talking about like what, what solos uh, by Van Halen do you want to learn so that you can uh, play it out in public and impress people. You never hear about this one. And I think I know why, because Eddie is all over the place on this one in the best possible way. And I dare you to try and recreate this and make it sound halfway as just rip roaring and awesome and raw as it is, because 
oof, this is just, this one takes you on a journey. As I said, it, it sounded like he was about to launch into a completely new song. <laughs> so like do that and make it sound good. I, I challenge you on that one, uh, guitar players. Ah, I don't even know what else to say about this. It's the kitchen sink solo. You're, you're trying to pick out all yes. the different techniques right now. We got some speed picking there. Oh, there's a whammy bar dive. Oh, there, uh, there's some tapping. There's like every, and I'm not a guitar player, but you can kind of hear the many different yeah. techniques he's using in there. And it never, it doesn't sound over bloated to me anyway. Like we, Eddie has been guilty of that uh, maybe once or twice. We've mentioned it where I feel like, you know, that solo was a little too much. He probably shouldn't have done that or he shouldn't have done it that way. Uh, but this is not one of those. This is, I'm, this is our intro song for this new album. Uh, yeah, I'm going to give you like all the flavors I got, but I'm going to make it awesome as only he could do. But tonally, it was kind of buried a little bit. Like the 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 drums that, kind of overpowered yes. it, didn't it? And then this uh, this contributes back to the conversation of this does not this hurts the album because it's not mixed very well. And again, I'm not going to fight you on that. But Alex sounded great. Like I love it when he lays that kind of train track ready to roll on, right? And again, it, yeah. it's the little little accents he's doing on the cymbals that that, that kind of make mm -hmm. it for me. Is that Sammy doubling himself or is that Eddie with him? It sounds like it could be Sammy doubling himself just because of the tonality. I mean, I know he's like an octave lower, but the the way the tones are kind of blending in like that sort of sounds like it could be Sammy, but it could be Eddie because Eddie was, uh, you know, famously pretty good about background vocals. So uh, your guess is as good as me. I would have to really like listen and listen and listen. And I still don't know if I could tell you. I'm sure there's an expert out there who can let us know on Twitter uh, who was actually performing the uh, the background there. Was it Sammy doubling himself on a lower octave or was it somebody else? Uh, Greg or uh, Eric, let us know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So there's a great example of a grown-up uh, verse for uh, Sammy Hagar. Not the first time he's sung about religion in a song either. No, and he kind of uh, he he doubles up on it, and he, he even lets you know it's like it's okay to be. Uh, he says, "We see a man speaking the word of God, proven to be a fraud. His own church applauds." That hits home because, look, I live in a uh, red state, and I am th this state is full of churches and people running them that are uh, ironically preaching very anti what they're supposed to be uh certainly not living up to the example that they mm -hmm. supposedly uh you know practice which makes me laugh but anyway it's it's not funny 
but uh but i love that Sam, sammy's like look you got you got allah in the east you got jesus in the west like what but you're all saying the same thing i think my interpretation of this is you know be spiritual i guess if you want but uh you know choose for yourself don't follow i mean that's why it's mine all mine is like i want something that's mine don't just be a follower to be a follower because the people you're following are probably leading you astray um and we can all we can all kind of you know see uh truth in that we can all uh understand it's relatable it's a relatable thing it's a very uh as you say it's a very grown-up statement and you know one that makes you think so good on you sammy and still relevant uh we see a man speaking the word of god proven to be a fraud his own church mm -hmm. applauds very very uh, yeah. uh timely we still in 2022 to, <laughs> we don't have <laughs> enough time to discuss that but yes no you get the point people <laughs> I love that transition. We got that nice mellow mm -hmm. part again. And I just, my mind went back to when you said, I need something a little mellow on a, on a Thursday yeah. afternoon. It's like, well, this is perfect. <laughs> and then it just transitions right back into that really great, uh, really great refrain that we got here at the end here with the mind all mine. It's working really well. It's like they're in a, uh, they're in like a hot rod or some sort of like muscle car and they're pulling into a beach and that's the chill part. And it's like, ah, take it all in boys. You good? All right, we're getting back to it. And you just hit the throttle. Just here we go. Mine on mine. And then there it goes. And Alex, of course, is in the driver's seat. Of course. Yeah, 100%. Mine now, okay, on there, uh, Sammy's doing a little bit of doubling there for that uh, the background vocals. So that one I could tell. Mm-hmm. I forgot that's how it ends. <laughs> the lead-off track from Oh You Wait One Two. You wouldn't know it if you looked at the uh, back of the vinyl, though, because they listed all the songs alphabetically. So uh -huh. you didn't even <laughs> like. What do you mean uh, so, AFU uh, isn't the first song on the album? Yeah, AFU. <laughs> it's like, wait, what's <laughs> happening? I'm I'm confused. Yeah, that uh, that would mess me up too. But no, your intro track, Mine All Mine, for from Oh You Wait One Two. Um, Again, not uh, you know, not the not the track I particularly go to if I'm gonna spin this album right away. But it's, I mean, I don't want to show the hand here. I think we should just uh, kind of get into it. Corey, mine all mine. I would say is probably one of uh, Sammy's strongest lyrically. So the question is though, would that on top of the way the music is structured would would mine all mine be what dreams are made of for you, or is the dream over? Hmm. Oh, that's what dreams are made of. 
I really dig this song. I know, I, you know, the, the intro is cool. It gets a little keyboard heavy and you're kind of like, oh, is it going to be like that throughout? And then it's not at all. You know, we got some great guitars. We had some fantastic drums. Like as a drum fan, I loved what Alex did on that track. And this is the best of Sammy. Uh, like I, I don't hate the Van Hagar era at all. I've loved all these albums and uh, some of my favorite songs are Sammy tunes. And he is top notch Sammy uh, on this one. Uh, knocked it out of the park. Uh, vocally, especially with uh, you know doubling his own uh, his own vocal there, did that masterfully. Uh, the harmonies were great. Um, you know, I didn't really pay attention too much to the bass, but that's because it's on OU812 and you can't really hear the bass uh, all that clean on most of the tracks. But Alex is great. That solo, man, that's maybe top twenty Eddie Van Halen solos for me. Uh, I always love the solo. You get a little bit of everything. I call it the kitchen sing solo because he just throws it all in there, but makes it all make sense. Uh, absolutely, what dreams are made of for me. But I, I kind of knew that going in. I, I tipped my hand a little bit, and I feel bad about that. But Mark Meyer, you listen to this one with fairly uh, fairly new ears. Like you said, you don't spin this one uh, overly much. So for you, is this uh, what dreams are made of, or is the dream over? I mean, we won't even bother pretending or, you know, playing the game <laughs> of it. It's just, it is what it is. No, look... I I, uh, you guys know, like I'm, I'm a fond of a good, uh, Van Hagar tune because, you know, Sammy's my dude. Uh, but I love Dave as well. It's fine. But again, this is just lyrically, this is so strong and, uh, musically it fits. And this is the kind of song I think you would want to, uh, open up an album. Uh, is it the best, uh, mixed? Probably not, not, not at least in comparison to other albums in the band's repertoire. I get it. However, it's still not so uh, flawed that it's unlistenable. Like, obviously not. And I love the fact that this is your opener. And as you say, Corey, it starts off a little, uh, quote, too keyboard heavy, but then it like kind of goes away after a little bit. Uh, And I think that's by design. Eddie's going to give you just a little taste of what's to come so that, uh, and then take it away from you so that you're not, uh, so that you're, so you're, I guess you're surprised when the next track hits you, which is, you know, when it's love and th- so much keyboard in that um, it's a, but it's a great keyboard sort of ballad. And, uh, but this one is sort of a kind of really drives home. And that's to the credit uh, of, to Alex, of course, the rhythm section, I'm sure Michael is doing some great stuff. Again, we can't really say because the mixing just doesn't really have him prominent, but we hear him in the background vocals, so we know he's his presence is there, and we we just have enough faith in Michael's ability to where it's like, well, he he did his job. We don't need to worry about him. It would be nice to hear him, but we know that he's he's hanging in there. It's fine. Um, and again, I, I don't know what more I could possibly say about Eddie's solo in this than I haven't already said because it's just top 20, easily i would say easily might even have to just kind of compose a list to see if this one uh falls into my top 10 of his solos honestly because it's just it's explosive and it's and it's fast it's dynamic and uh and it kind of leaves you uh feeling with a feeling of wanting more but not in a bad way in a good way again it sounded like he was gonna launch into something new and like well i want to hear what that that new thing was let me let me hear it (laughs) Um, but he's like, no, 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 save it. We'll save it for later. Like, okay, cool. Um, and to that, I say, well, come on, baby, finish what you started. That's a whole other song from the album, but you get what I'm saying. Um, it's absolutely what dreams are made of. I don't see how you listen to this song and go like, yeah, whatever. 
Like, really? Really? <laughs> Are you just uh, you're either saying that because you just really don't like the the uh, Hagar era, or you're just being uh, a Mariano? I don't know. Um, but I I bet even Mariano would like this tracks, but that remains to be seen. Um, we'll hear from the, all of you about how you feel on this track uh, when the poll goes up. But for now, there it was. Mine, all mine from OU812. Good stuff. I needed that track. You know, didn't even realize it, but I needed it. It's a gooder. And it's one they performed live uh, quite a few times, Mark. If you had to guess, mm-hmm. how many times do you think Van Halen played uh, Mine, All Mine live? I would hope they would play this almost every every time they toured on this album. Uh, but I'm going to go, I'm going to say they played this probably like 40 times. Well, according to setlist.fm, they played it 147 times. They played it not only on this tour, but on the Four Unlawful Tour and the Balance Tour, even a little bit too. And uh, Sammy in the Circle played it once in 2021. So, hey, you know, if if we're throwing requests at at Sammy and Mikey, like, hey, break out Mine All Mine on a couple of shows on your next tour. Oh, God, who plays the solo for that? Vic Johnson Johnson, plays lead, yeah. So he would be doing uh, the lead on that one. And he he does all the Van Halen stuff pretty well. He's a pretty accomplished uh, guitar Mm -hmm. player. So I wouldn't mind hearing Vic uh, take a crack at the solo for Mine All Mine. There's a good chance he probably plays Eddie solos, not exactly note for note for Eddie. He probably gives his own spin on it, which you're allowed to do. Do that. It's a solo, you know. It's, it, and also, you don't want to imitate Eddie too bad because then people go like, well, are you an actual guitar player or are you just a, an imitator? Because there's a lot of those. Um, so, you know, put your fresh spin on it. I'm sure however it sounds is pretty good. Mm-hmm. You know what else is pretty good, Mark? The Deep Dive Podcasting Network. It is so much fun and so many great podcasts. Uh, We we are very, very appreciative uh, to be a part of that network. Corey, can you let the people know uh, what they can expect on the Deep Dive Podcasting Network? Absolutely. We've got great shows like the Deep Purple Podcast, Sabbath Bloody Podcast, Skinnered Reconsidered, In the Lap of the Pods, The Magician's Podcast, Talking Everything Uriah Heap, Hawk Binge, Maiden A to Z, Diary of the Mad Men. Of course, that's all things Ozzy. Uh, the Metal Gods podcast, talking all things Judas Priest. Universally Speaking, that's the Red Hot Chili Pepper show. Uh, Backtracks, Aerosmith Revisited. So Far, So Pod, So What? The Tom Petty Project. Backtracks, Steam Music. T-Bones, Prime Cuts on the other side. And we're adding two more shows. I don't want to say them now because I don't think they've been officially announced. But uh, in the coming days... Look for an announcement on the Deep Dive Podcasting Network account announcing two new uh, additions to our stellar lineup of shows. There you go. Right on. Little tease for you. We've been teasing all day, but uh, and be sure you guys to check out our show in November. Uh, I believe uh, November 5th. November 5th will be our live show. It's our anniversary because we've been doing this a full year and the kickoff for season two. It's going to be a fun time. We've got awesome guests lined up i'm a, i'm going to trust that the wheel is not going to just completely uh uh run us over with uh some tracks that just aren't worth talking about i don't see how that's possible but we've been duped before so it, <laughs> when we've had guests too so we're 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 planning on several so i'm hoping the wheel is kind but uh we're not going to deviate. We're not going to uh, destroy the integrity of the show. No, because that wouldn't be any fun. Uh, the Part of the fun, why you guys listen, is the fact that we don't know what we're talking about until the wheel bestows us a track. So 
keeping in that vein, we will see what the wheel has in store for us that day, but be sure to tune in uh, on November 5th. We're going to do a live show, and thank you all so much for staying with us, keeping us going, and keeping the conversation going, because if not, don't know if we would have made it this far. I, d I don't know. I don't know. We might we might have. I don't know. Corey and I are pretty stubborn. We might have just like, you know what? In spite of it all, let's just keep going. <laughs> just to, even if uh, our our families and uh, us are the only ones listening to it, let's let's just keep it going. Um, but thankfully, you guys uh, enjoy what we what we have to say. You enjoy Van Halen, which is the most important part of it, and uh, you're enjoying the journey. So thank you. Please join us November fifth for the live show. Corey, where can people find uh, all the stuff we've got going on with the show? And where can they find you if they want to talk to you directly? www.podcastwillrock.com. You can catch up on old episodes. Uh, we'll have a link to our new YouTube page on there. And that's where you can watch the live show on November 5th. Uh, make your comments, participate in the live polls. Let us know what you're thinking of the shows, uh, the guests, and the songs we're going to be covering that night. Uh, you can also find us uh, on Twitter at podcastwillrock. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at CD Morset, and you can find me blathering on about Aerosmith and movie music with my good friend John Mariano on Backtracks Steam Music and Backtracks Aerosmith Revisited. How about you, Mr. Kamire? Oh, you can find me at Mark the Bat on Twitter and Instagram, and just uh, you can at me whenever you want, especially when you think I'm wrong about a particular uh, thing. At this point, it just doesn't matter. This is like, Mark, here's the thing I think you're wrong about. I'm like, all right, let's let's discuss. It doesn't matter at this point what it is, uh, but because I appreciate the interaction and uh, and I appreciate all of you are are uh, loyal are are uh, just I appreciate you people it, loyalty whatever it's fine it's just, we just appreciate you guys uh, keeping us going again and uh, I can't say this enough uh, please tune into the live show because I think it's going to be a really really fun time. Uh, Corey and I are going to be ridiculously silly as we normally are maybe more silly who knows uh, it's live anything can happen so if you if there's something you really want to uh, tell us directly that you have yet to be able to do that it doesn't matter what it is you better tune into the live show it'll be your best opportunity so um, but uh, also keep this in mind we are not rock historians we are not experts we're just humble fans who enjoy this band and have been uh, rediscovering the music and everything about them through this journey through the show. So keep that in mind, but also let us know how we're doing, how it makes you feel. We are and the podcast will rock and we will rock you later. Later.